Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends. I'm Paul Verhoeven, that's John Verhoeven, and we are fast approaching the Christmas time thing. It's called Christmas and we're all very excited, but... I'm really curious, Dad, as to whether you have any memories specifically about what it was like, you know, um, doing Christmas with me when I was a kid. Because are you a Christmas person? Are you a fan of Christmas? Paul, can we go back a bit? Can we go back to my childhood? If you like, we can rubber band all the way back to your childhood. Yes, what was Christmas like in the Verhoeven household growing up? Okay. I have the most specific memories Mm -hmm. of a particular Christmas. Okay. Okay. When I was, um, God, it was such a depressing Christmas. Sorry, Mum. I can say this, that I would have been maybe seven. And seven's a very formative age, would you not agree? Uh, I guess so. You guess so. I guess you could say that pretty well every age is formative. I mean, at one, you're not going to probably get super excited about Christmas because... You're a potato. Because life is just generally exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. Can we just do a little aside, Paul? And no, we no, Dad. We in an aside. You don't get to do an aside within an well, aside. But people like that because. Do you think it's a bit weird, Paul? We're gonna. Anne's got some lovely friends, and they just had a new baby. Uh huh. And the baby is just so cute. So we're organising to meet the baby because I just want to <laughs> hug the little thing. It's super cute. I digress, but babies are cute. But I don't think they're sort of necessarily aware. Sorry, I mean, they're aware. Wait. wait. That was an aside? Yeah. Well, no, just, just, that, that's just a thing you said. No, no, Paul, it's about you. We were talking about how far you go back in time to whether or not you become aware of, like, how old are you when you become aware of Christmas? So if you're one, and I think this baby's probably around about one, uh-huh. but my first Christmas... I mean, Paul, how old were you when you... Um, what's your first, first recollection of Christmas? I have no idea. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing probably, yeah, about... Maybe five, six, seven around then. Do you remember any of the presents we got yet? Oh, shit. I remember some Lego. I remember some Muppet Babies, but they may have been from a Happy oh, Meal. Muppet uh, Babies? Yeah. What? We wouldn't give you Muppet Babies, Paul. No, I had Muppet Babies, Dad. I remember there were Land Before Time hand puppets from Pizza Hut, but that wasn't a Christmas present. Oh, don't present. make it sound to the viewers that we just got all your presents from... Fast food outlets. No, Dad, the, the far like more damning conclusion to draw here is that I enjoyed toys from Happy Meals more than I enjoyed the ones you got me, which is not true. No, I, I do remember Lego. I do remember... I mean, some of the most notable presents. I remember you got me Tracy Island from the Thunderbirds. Mm, that was amazing. 
that was incredible. You got one for me and one for Mark, and Mark just smashed his to bits quite quickly, and then he mm. always wanted mine. But I don't remember where it ended up. I would, I've looked on eBay for these things recently, and I cannot... No, they're hard to come by. But, Paul, you know the concept of smashing one and keeping the other? Yeah. There's a very, very famous story mm-hmm. about a gentleman that owned one of two... Perhaps this is an extreme example, but I'll, I'll just let me run with it. Um, of the rarest stamp in the world. So he owned one. And let's say it was worth $10 million. Mm-hmm. He bought the second one. And at a press conference, he burnt one of them in front of everyone. Bit of a dick move. He burnt it. And there was just horror coming from the uh, the media. Well, sure, but when you boil boil it down, Dad, it's a pale man burning a stamp in front of a bunch of people with cameras, which is just like, it's like performance art. Paul, the analogy being what Mark did with his little Thunderbirds, little, you know, island retreat Uh headquarters. If, if, If there were only two in the world and you destroyed one, what do you think that does to the value of the other one? Yeah, sure, but Mark wasn't being economical. He was just being a brat and smashing mm. his toys. Yeah, but, but what anyway. I'm, no, hang on. We were trying to figure out what you, your first memories of ch- your okay, childhood Okay, my very first were. memories. I remember the street I lived in, in Armadale, called Newton Street. I remember everything about that house. And I remember that I couldn't sleep that night. And I went out into the lounge room and pretty well the entire floor, and it was a decent-sized lounge room, was covered in sheets. And I remember peeking underneath one of the sheets and I began to realise that what I was in fact looking at and I kind of knew and I felt a little bit guilty because I'd sneaked. I'd waited until everyone went to bed, which would have been pretty late. And I was maybe six or seven and I just couldn't resist it and I got a sense of what I was going to get the next day. And weirdly, the funny thing about that Christmas is that I recall, sadly, that pretty well every single thing we got was secondhand. Is that weird? I don't think I got anything new. I know my bike, my push bike that my sweet father, it's kind of sad in a way to think about it because it was a bike, let's say it's 1965 in Armadale, country New South Wales. I would say the bike was at least 100 years prior to that. He painted it the colour of the Dutch flag and the paint never dried. Yep. So but basically that's my first memory of Christmas. Right. Okay. But I mean, when I was growing up, you were very, very Christmassy. You, I mean, you and mum were so turbo Christmassy. You would have music, you'd put on the Ultra Lounge Christmas album True. and you'd hand out presents in a very yep. controlling but very fun manner. Yes, and yes. you'd do one person at a time. And you had these pillowcases that you would fill with mm. stocking fillers and you guys just went hard. I know, it was insane. Christine, to be fair, completely lost the plot. It was great. Yeah, but I guess I'm not really into trinkets. I appreciate the concept of giving, mm-hmm. but I don't... I'm very kind of, and I, I, I'd, I'd love some feedback on this, listeners. Um, I understand the concept of giving, but I don't actually like to get stuff that is utterly useless. You've become... Paul... And I said, no, mate, listen. Uh, since, okay, so when I left Sydney, I was 23 years old. I'm sure you remember it. I remember I was, the day that you said you were going to Melbourne, and before you'd hung up or finished the, the sentence, I'd already run downstairs and packed the ute. 
He yep. said, "I'll drive you to Melbourne." We were so yep. excited. Not to say, not to say goodbye to you, but we we thought this is an, a, a, the crossroads in your life that's turned out to be incredibly formative. Worked out very well. Yep. So. Yes. Uh, when I left, you were still doing the, those Christmases. I mean, every year was just, it was so Christmassy. Mm. And I was gone for about, I mean, I've gone for about 14 years now. So it's been, it's been a while since I left. Mm. And now something's happened. You and mum have basically just stopped being Christmassy. <laughs> Paul. This is not, no, no, Dave, oh. this is not a, not a criticism. It's just an observation. Sounds because you don't have, you, there's no kids living with you. So there's, you know, it's like, what would you, Put a Christmas tree yourselves. You don't play Christmas music. It's like you've you've de-Christmased your lives, mm. and, and we I'm, are coming. I feel so much better for it. Sure, and we are coming up for Christmas this year, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> it's like it's not Grinchy the way you act, but it is interesting watching you just like struggle and flail against Christmas stuff. But I guarantee you, when I give you a present, you're going to be stoked because <laughs> Christmas is awesome. Are you no. not a fan of Christmas anymore? <clears throat> no, I love Christmas, but I, I like <clears throat> look. I prefer the concept of giving than receiving. Receiving right. is nice. I mean, obviously, if every single person preferred to give, mm-hmm. um, uh, how do you put it? It's like that's the snake eating itself, isn't it? Can I can I posit a, just a suggestion for you? Uh, just a, a theory. Mm. Um, sometimes a present, and I've realised this because I really hate bad presents, Dad. I hate bad presence. Mm. What are you doing? Do you not understand me as a person? Why are you giving me this piece of trash? Mm. I'm not... I, I, I get that. Mm. And I feel that. I feel that in my bones. And I think I got that from you. And I, I really respect that. Mm. But I think what I've discovered is, and I hate to admit this on the record, is that sometimes if someone really wants to show their love for you and they want to give you a present, then sometimes... It's not about you. It's about them being able to get the joy of giving you the mm. thing. What I will say is as a kind of catch-all, if you mm. think maybe people don't like your presence, get them stuff that is consumable. I agree. Right? Yeah. So, so that way, you get to get the buzz of giving them a present, but also you don't get offended when you don't see it on display six oh, years look, that's later. Just, mate, I've got a picture hanging business as you and lots of people. And I've been doing, hanging pictures for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I could write a book. We could do a season on the stuff that I've had to hang for people yeah. they hate. So, because I'll, I'll, I, I cull collections and I cull serious collections and we come up with a, with a plan and some really famous people have said, look, John, this is what we've got. We've got 30 or 40 paintings. We want the best 10. And we go through and I use my sense of the aesthetic and I also factor in occasionally value and all sorts of things that come together to create. And you've seen what I do with, I mean, how I hang. It's it, And it's beautiful. Yeah. But then occasionally they'll say to me, oh, look, we've got this painting that, you know, a great aunt or someone gave us and we feel as though we need to hang it. And that, and then I say to them, why, why do you... I said it's going to lower the tenure of this, this magnificent collection. I say, what's the reasoning? And it's a standard... Uh, response and it's well such and such is going to come and stay with us at christmas or sometime and and we want to have that particular present on display and i think Mm. that's ridiculous and it's insincere so then i come back with well let's put it in the toilet so they can see it when they're sitting on the crapper you mean in the bathroom not physically dump it in the toilet dump it, but have it opposite the toilet so when they're sitting there defecating they can look at the gift that they gave 
because it's not liked. You know what I mean? It's they don't like it. Why and why do people have to hang? I've hung for people where I did a really quite a famous um, job, like for for someone quite well known, and there was a particular painting, and this was the woman's favourite painting, and it deserved to go in the most prominent position in her magnificent apartment in the eastern suburbs Mm. and she said to me she said look i'm really really concerned about what my friends and visitors will think of the subject matter and i said that's great we're going to hang it next to the dining table where they can all look at it i said this is your apartment you don't hang art for your friends they can do what they like in their places be you know wear it and be proud of so we ended up and she was really really happy and it was really significant and she it was her favorite painting but she felt oh what will my friends think about it now i I, have you ever hung up like an artwork in your place in melbourne thinking about what will your friends think of it no 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 but people do conversely people are concerned that when the aunt or the relative or someone great friend comes around and they're looking around they're scouring the walls for this crap painting that they gave them as a gift 30 years ago well why is not on display and this this is a perennial problem in the in the picture hanging business so and i guess i've had two antique shops paul i know this is going to ruffle a few feathers but i do have a fairly good sense of the aesthetic and if you want to talk about aesthetic paul you and tegan your place from the second you walk in is mind-blowing stunning beautifully thought out it's you've got an incredible sense of the aesthetic it's 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 like a it's a journey of of you and T, and it's how it's who you are. But imagine how how would you feel if someone gave you a particularly crappy, really bad thing, and would you feel obliged to bring it out every time they came around? I wouldn't, no. personally. But people uh, do genuinely. They they go shit. What are we? You know, and that this is a problem. And there are going to be lots of probably opinions based on this. And it all boils down to, I think. As an adult, what I like to do for Christmas um, is at least give people what they really would like. So you get some ideas. I don't want to get a present and then it just goes into a drawer or a cupboard. I just feel it's kind of... And it's interesting watching as a, as a father, Paul, when I used to give presents out, yeah. and I'm very observant, I'd watch you kids in minute detail as to your facial expressions. And you could gauge as you're opening the sense. No one in the world took longer than you to unwrap a present. Is that bad? Mate, it was, well, it was, it's, it's kind of lovely, but, and I, I get my role. It was a great role. And I, and I loved it as a parent giving out presents is just, it's the ultimate. It's yeah. so exciting. The kids are so excited. Their eyes are bulging. There's this in, incredible anticipation. And I do admit, and I've said it, and we all know this, and those that don't, I will again confess to saying that within probably 30 minutes of the last present being unwrapped, Mm -hmm. within 30 minutes, there was no sign of there ever having been a Christmas. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, I don't know if I'm the only person that does that, but, you know, I like cleanliness and order. But to go from that, to go from that level of just nuclear-grade Christmas to um, whatever you would call your current attitude to Christmas, mm. uh, how did that happen? Do you think it was just a lack of lack of kids being in the house? 100%. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, but we did the big Christmas in London, uh, which yeah, was... And it was amazing. Which was lovely. Um, yeah. But I also have a problem, and I'm just putting this out there into the mix, everyone. And let's all sort of introspectively look deep into our hearts and our psyche and say to, to, to all of us, who hasn't been incredibly sad and disappointed occasionally when you give someone the most incredible present and you get a shit present in return? That's a real problem, and it and you can see it, and I have seen it. I have seen it on people's faces, and it's a look of, it's 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 not cool. Yeah. And so how do you kind of, I mean, no, I get you. I get and it's you. just, and then you start to think things like, yeah, well, I really, really, really love that person. I've I've really gone all out, and yeah. I've just put everything, and they give me this shit piece of rubber, mm-hmm. like a a rubber candle or fuck knows what it is and you're looking at it going and you, and it's just hard and and I'm not a good poker player and I know Christine said that when I walk into a room if if people know how I'm feeling I can't help it yeah, and it's I've... kind of you know I think it's a tough one and people this christmas all over the world some are going to be really happy and some are going to be deep down but you probably wouldn't show it because if everyone was really honest, it'd be there'd be bedlam and chaos. It's tricky, isn't it? Mm. It's really tricky. The the it's important. To, it's so complicated. Mm. And I, I get okay. So what you've done is you've gone. Look, 
It's way too complicated. I'm just going to tap out. I'm, I just find it interesting how different people's approaches to Christmas are. You know, I just find it interesting. Mm. Well, look, I mean, what do you want for Christmas? Well, I like... If you could get anything for Christmas, not not something you would buy yourself, like something that you... You know, there's those things that you think are a bit frivolous. Mm. Is, is there a price of, limit? Uh, yeah, let's say 100 bucks. That's a great question, Paul. Uh, maybe if you can sort of stretch it out to maybe 150 Okay, yep. Yeah, or even that. 200 Let's say 200 Sure. Um, okay, so I guess I'd like something that... Yeah, I guess I'd like a, you know, a nice whiskey. I I like... I don't actually drink much whiskey, but I like you, collecting them. You just store it in your I house. I store it in a box. And occasionally, uh, when Christine's not here, I lift the TV off the box and I just... I, I look at them. And sometimes I actually put them all over the bed. But you don't, you don't drink them. I don't open them. You know that's a little odd. Um, like because things are meant to be enjoyed, surely. But I can enjoy them by looking at them. So you're like that guy who gets toys, leaves them in the boxes, says they're in mint condition, and doesn't play with them. Um, I actually had fourteen whiskies that were still in the box, uh-huh. and I hadn't even, I didn't even know, I, I didn't know what was in the boxes. So what's happened to them? Well, I eventually, uh, one day in a in a crazed state, I opened uh-huh. fourteen boxes, yep. and I then began to realise what I had. Mm-hmm. I've got whiskies that I, as I said, I've never tasted them, but I actually had to go to a whiskey bar in Sydney a few months ago to taste one of the whiskies that I own because I didn't what? want to open it. Just open them. No. You've got a like a very odd approach to Christmas. Well, who father. says it's odd? I do. Yeah, but that's and I'm... <laughs> as as my dad used to say, a hundred people are marching. Uh-huh. One person is out of step. Ah, yeah. but is he? Is it yes. not possible the other ninety nine are out of step? No. I rest my case. No, it's him. So, He's the problem. So I mean it's weird because I have a bit of a problem with collectors, but now I've become obsessed with whiskey and also Buddhas. I'm possibly about to buy my tenth Buddha today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Look. Paul, if some look, Dad, I just, I just think maybe, maybe off on your own without a family around. I think what's happened is you've gone a bit peculiar in regards to Christmas, and I think we need to degrinchify you. So if you want something, you can ask for it. But if I get you a bottle of something, you have to drink it. You can't just keep it in a cabinet. Well, you see, it's mine, so I have the right to decide what I do with it. You do. You can't give something to someone with a with a sort of a, a little set of rules about cans and can'ts. That's but you, actually but you, bizarre. Yeah, but, you, but you've now put rules around what they can and can't give you and when it's okay to give... You, like you've built up your own rules, I wouldn't right? say they're rules, Paul. I'm just saying... Guidelines. Guidelines. And you know what? <laughs> but the, the great thing about Christmas, Paul, uh-huh. is being together. Yeah. To me, that's the essence of Christmas. Uh-huh. It's sharing time with people... The present thing, I mean, it'd be a bit weird if everyone just gave each other the same amount of money and you just transferred it into their bank accounts. Wouldn't yeah, see, be- I'm peripherally, I'm peripherally concerned that on, on, like, on the one end of the spectrum, spectrum being the appropriate word, there's your approach of just like just 
I don't want to do gifts, right? And then one step back from that is let's just get each other like a voucher. And then if you go all the way in the other direction, there's just get each other the most crazy crap which people don't want. There's got to be a middle way where it's, you know, there's got to be like a reasonable middle ground where you get something that you, you know, like quite like. Mm. Um, I mean, I was going to say candles are nice, but the problem is that you might not like the scent. I mean, they're not really. Candles are stupid. Well, hang on. I burn a candle every night. Yeah. A tea candle. Right. Yeah, treat yourself to a to a home brand tea candle. Mm. Do you know what I do, Paul? I sometimes go to this shop up in the cross. Yeah. It's like a two dollar shop, which is a complete anathema and myth because nothing in the shop's two dollars. Let's just put that on the table. But I buy bulk tea candles. I buy maybe a box of two hundred. Then I and then I bring them home, and I've got this little Japanese cabinet with lots and lots of tiny little drawers, and I sort of. Over a period of about half an hour, I decant <laughs> the tea you candles. Know you, you know you sound like a serial killer right now, right? You've gone full Soviet bloc Grinch. Paul, I'm gonna I, treat love, myself to- <laughs> I love tea candles. They, they, Dad, they're atmospheric. Yeah, but Dad, you have, you have kind of gone into this weird... I think us having no kids around has turned you weird. You okay. need people to keep you in check. Well, you need. Paul, I deal with people. In fact, I was in a very, very good antique shop in Sydney yesterday. I mean, I'm talking the A-League. The owner who's very... Look, he's been a, the, the, the business has been going since 1947. And that's a really famous, amazing, incredible antique shop that I... It's close to where we live and I didn't even know about it. Discovered mm-hmm. it by accident. The owner of this shop, who's who's very erudite and and fascinating, he actually and get ready for this, listeners and Paul, he said to me, and I actually couldn't believe what I was hearing, and it's the first time anyone's enunciated verbally their feelings, and he said to me, "Are you eccentric?" And it was it was a badge of honour, and I proudly said, "Yes." How's that? The only thing worse than an eccentric is an ex- is someone who is proud of being. No, Dad, that's that's a completely apt description for you. I think the trick is to occasionally pull the camera back and look and go. Just just go. Have I gone too far? Maybe I need to just like course correct a little bit when I'm because that in electric blue. I describe you as bending over, combing the tassels in your rug, and that's all well and good. But if that type of thing becomes your entire personality that's when it's that's when it's time for you to be um thinking about Callan Park in a different context I think interesting you should say that because on the rare occasion I mean I do love brushing tassels but mm-hmm. I've discovered a new technique that's really exciting I use the vacuum cleaner and I draw it towards me and it just oh mate it's fucking great but if Christine sees me brushing the tassels I do it with my brush my hairbrush which are, it used to really upset Christine. I think she's completely given up on me and she doesn't even comment. Yeah. Which is kind of sweet. So with that in mind, do you think your approach to Christmas might have uh, might be similarly peculiar? No, I, I'm sure there are people out there in la-la land that concur with what I've said. And I think it's important to be um, frank and honest. And that's one of the, the pillars of our podcasts. That's true. Is that we are honest. And Paul, I, I, I love seeing you. You you of our three children, Paul, and this is a fact I'm stating. You, above all, mm-hmm. weirdly, you're the eldest. Careful. Careful. Then comes Anne. Mm-hmm. Then comes Mark. 
And I think it's fair to say Mm -hmm. that you take Christmas very seriously, which Mum and I absolutely love to see you enthralled. And, 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 And I know that you love routine. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it makes you feel, it takes you to a a lovely place, which is really, really nice. And, you know, I, if I was with my mother and siblings sitting around a Christmas tree now, I just, you know what, I I don't think I could do it. It'd literally freak me out. Because another thing that I am into big time, and I don't want this to be misconstrued, but I, I am, I like sincerity. I like things to be real. But I also understand you've also got to be sensitive and 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 you know and and you you know that on the day Paul I'm you know I'm I'm a, a trooper I, yeah. uh, and I and I'm looking forward to it immensely mm. mm-hmm. um yeah it's 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 a wonderful time and I I hope everyone has a you know phenomenal christmas I'd like to hear listeners thoughts on your approach to Christmas. Generally speaking, people leap to your defense and that's very lovely, but I want to hear people what you honestly think about dad's approach to Christmas, what you think about my approach to Christmas and what your approach to Christmas is, how you feel about gifts and whatnot. So please head across to facebook.com forward slash loose units and let us know. And also bear in mind, folks, next week is going to be the final week of loose units this year. And then we're going to take a break over Christmas and we will see you again in the new year. So next week, the final two episodes of Loose Units for 2021. And that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Ends. But thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend and we will see you next week for the final week this year of Loose Units. Bye, everyone. Cheerio. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.